Hannah here today. I'm recording an episode solo because Evan has been traveling and it's left me with a week of solo game design and working alone, which as somebody who works regularly with a game design partner, Evan, it is an experience that I don't often have. So this week I was forced to entertain myself, to work in a really different way, and to self-motivate for work that I'm used to having a hype person for. So I thought it might be worth recording an episode about what this past week has been like, what some of the challenges have been, and how I have tried, sometimes successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully, to overcome some of the challenges of solo game design because I realized that Evan and I are in a unique position of having each other as hype people and co-game designers. And I think that I maybe take for granted the work that we get to do together, the way that we get to bounce ideas off of each other. When I think a lot of people are working alone, if not on games, just on creative projects. So here goes, talking about designing alone, but not lonely. So the first thing that I found this week that I think has been consistent with other weeks like this where uh, Evan has been traveling or has been under the weather and I've had to work alone for a day or a few days is that we have this ongoing to-do list of really practical tasks like respond to that email, ship out that game order, uh, send out another round of retailer request to see if there's any game stores that want to stock our books. Those are tasks that when I'm solo and I have to jump into them, they feel pretty easy. I can self-motivate. And I also get to pat myself on the back where Evan gets to come back to work and I'm like, look at what I did. Look at how many of our to-do list items I checked off. Look, I went to the bank. Woo. Oh boy, I went to the bank. I'm an adult. Uh, so I was able to jump into that list and I started the week off feeling really good and really proud and like, oh my gosh, my game design partner is going to get back. He's going to see all of this awesome stuff I've done and he is going to be so proud of me and feel like no time was even lost. Maybe he'll even be like, what am I even here for? You don't even need me. You're so good at running this business and doing all of these things alone. So I was really patting myself on the back uh, and I was writing down in a notebook everything that I'd done so when Evan got back, I could share it with him and everybody would be so proud and so happy. But as I was going through this list and shipping off posters and I did have this nagging feeling. I mean, it wasn't just a nagging feeling. Like, I knew that this part was going to be the hard part, and I knew that there was a part of me that was avoiding the creative work. And by a part of me, I mean, like, the whole part of me, because I wasn't doing it. I was just going to the bank every day. Um, so I, I think, like a lot of people, fall into some kind of bad habits when I have to face a task that I don't want to do, especially when that task, like doing a creative project, dips into something a little bit existential. Some of those existential things that come up are like, you know, I mean, there it's the, am I good enough? And then the, should I even be spending time on this? Am I wasting my life on this little novel? 
little games. <laughs> games are so stupid. <laughs> so like I knew that those thoughts were going to come up and I knew that working alone, I wasn't going to be around somebody who could be like, stop, get, get those thoughts out of your head. Those thoughts are not helping. They're useless. <laughs> like we can talk about them and process them or whatever, but they, they don't have a role in our work week. In our work week, we just do the creative work. <laughs> we don't ask the why. Um, so I knew that I was going to go to start to write and open up YouTube. That's my thing right now. feel embarrassed to admit it, but like have a little bit of a YouTube habit when I find my mind wandering and I'm sort of idly just picking up my phone, I open up YouTube. And it's often to kind of put something on in the background, but it's still a distraction. And I have like you know, vintage perfume review videos going on in the background all day. And those aren't really compatible with trying to write about sci-fi time loops and flowing with or against the river of time. So the first thing that I did, knowing that distraction was going to be inevitable and just knowing that I wasn't going to be as productive on my own this week as I would have been with Evan around, I tried to set up some easy reach positive alternatives to some of these kind of just uh, automatic phone behaviors that I knew I would be doing. And, you know, this isn't like advice or anything. This is just what I did. But I felt like I'm a person who can benefit from feeling like I did something where I can pat myself on the back. Usually after watching an hour of YouTube, I can't pat myself on the back or I don't want to. I just feel a little bit dazed and worse about myself. So uh, here's some of the things that I did. I last week went and I restrung my guitar for the first time since maybe before the pandemic when I decided I wanted to play guitar again years ago. I restrung my guitar and I immediately over tightened a string and it broke and I just put my guitar in a corner and it's been sitting and collecting dust in that corner for years now. I went to the music store, took like 15 minutes. I learned that our local music store operates as a co-op. I was really happy that I went and bought strings there. Uh, and I watched, well, I did watch a YouTube video to learn how to restring my guitar properly. But that was some productive watching. And I restrung my guitar last week kind of to set myself up for this week, knowing that I was going to be spending a lot of time solo. And my thought for doing this was like, okay, if I get to a point where I've done, I don't know, a Pomodoro of writing, and I'm like, oh, writing is so hard. I feel so bad. I have no more ideas. Rather than just going on my phone and opening up Reddit, I'd pick up my stinky guitar and see if I still remember the chords for Jules down so long my favorite song to play in high school. <laughs> the second positive thing that I set myself up to do was load up Dark Souls and try to do a little run before dying after doing a little bit of work. I think that this one is going to be totally personal because I know that for a lot of people, video games maybe don't feel good or they feel like a distraction or a time sink. For me, video games are something that I tend to not allow myself and not find time for. And I always really enjoy them and actually feel really good after putting an hour into gaming. And right now, Dark Souls is perfect because I am utter shit at it. And uh, 
it's not too long before I die. And it seems like this is a pretty consistent experience with Dark Souls, so I don't even feel bad at it. But uh, I play for a few minutes, I die. I play for another few minutes, I die, and I die, and I die, and I die. Um, and then I feel like I've killed a few more skeletons than I did in the run before, and I put it away for the rest of the day. And I'm like, all right, cool. I feel pretty good about that. Uh, so the other two things that I set myself up with that I felt like would just be productive breaks were putting out some crochet stuff. I taught myself to crochet years ago. I have a lot of unfinished projects. I just put out some little mittens a little scarf where I've been avoiding weaving the ends in. And I just casually put them on the kitchen table so they were just there looking at me. And so if I opened up Reddit, instead I could look and be like, why don't you finish that ugly scarf that you started in like 2018? It'll probably only take like an hour to finish it. Wouldn't it feel good if you finished it this week? And the final thing that I did was I have been delving into classic perfumery. I've mentioned a few times on the podcast. I've invested in some aroma chemicals and a little scale and perfumers alcohol. And it's a hobby that is hard to find time for because it takes up a lot of space. There's a lot of setup and there's a lot of planning from weighing and then making sure before you blend ingredients that you are blending something that is like within IFRA compliance, which is the regulatory board in Europe that makes sure fragrances are safe for skin. Um, this is an activity that I really enjoy. It gives my life a lot of purpose. It, it tends to make me feel really good and really accomplished when I get to sit down and blend a little smell, but it's really hard to find the time for on an average week it sort of would consume all of the time that we spend working, doing our game design work. So I set up my station and I had it there, just knowing that it was going to be there when I was ready for it, if I wanted to take a break, but a break that felt really productive. Okay, so now maybe this is the point where if you have the ADHD like me, you're like, Oh, Hannah, this behavior sounds really familiar. It's, I guess the best word that I could use for it is like procrastination preening. And I feel like procrastination preening is this thing where you're like, I have this task that I have to do that I know is going to be hard. And I know that the focus is going to feel difficult. And uh, I'm going to do all of these things to set up my station perfectly and set up my life and workflow perfectly. And then you just spend hours, days, maybe months just setting up your systems because you're like, if my systems make sense, then my whole life will make sense. And then that's when I can be a productive person and get everything done. So I understand this. And uh if you think that's what I was doing, you are probably correct. But I will say, knowing that that is something that I do, knowing that that is a trap that I can get stuck in, I set up some boundaries around this. And those two boundaries were scheduling some work parties and making sure that I went and worked someplace out of the house. So I'll talk first about the work parties. 
there were a few days in the week that I invited a friend over to work with me for like a designated block of time. And in that time, my very wonderful friend Carrie and I worked, you know, separately, but together we would check in maybe every half an hour or 45 minutes and say, what did you get done? How's your work going? Do you want to keep working for another half an hour? And I found that through this, even though I feel like I got an embarrassingly little amount done, it was the difference between writing zero words and 200 words in our novel or writing zero notes about a Questlandia game hack that I worked on this week versus writing some notes about how to map troubles in the game to this specific hack or uh, what character arcs will look like. And that's work that I think wouldn't have gotten done on my own or had I not set up these social work parties, uh, I, I think would have gotten done just at a much smaller scale. So even though it still felt difficult, having another person in the room, not like looking over my shoulder, but in the room did set up this container that had a start, a start time and an end time, and it worked. And then after I was like, I'm going to go make a little perfume. And that was nice. I gave myself a little treat. And working outside of the house was the second thing. This one I think is hard and confusing right now because it is cold and flu season and we're still in the middle of a global pandemic, whatever people think. So I understand if this isn't something that everybody can do or wants to do. One of the days I worked at my local library, I found a nice empty table near a bunch of big, sunny windows, surrounded by plants. There was nobody else working around me. I think some people wanted to work around me, but it was like a giant table and just me there. And I think I was giving off that like, don't you dare sit down energy. So it ended up being a solo table. Worked at the library for a few hours. And again, it was hard, but it was like by the time I got dressed and got out of the house and paid for parking and walked to the library. I was like, I'm here. I should put my two hours in. And I did. Uh, and the same thing with going to a cafe. I got my coffee. I sat down. I worked on my game hack. It was two hours. I struggled through it. I don't want to say I hated every minute of it. I internally complained for most minutes of it. But I came out with something where before, there was nothing. So besides writing, the main work that I was doing during this solo week was, or has been, uh, working on a game hack of Questlandia. One thing that I did this past week was watch the HBO or Max show Scavenger's Reign. It is an adult animated show about a bunch of people working on a freighter spaceship that crash lands on an incredibly alive but hostile planet. And the people who crash have all crashed in escape pods in different places on the planet, and they're all surviving in different ways. Two of the people have crashed together. They're the only two people who have crashed in a duo of humans. And they're surviving because they have 
partnership and are keeping each other safe. There is the person, Ozzy, who has crashed with a helper robot, and the robot is keeping Ozzy safe, but the robot is also simultaneously being sort of overtaken by the planet and is experiencing uh, becoming an organic organism for the first time. And finally, my favorite, well, not my favorite person because he sucks, but my favorite storyline is the guy who's crashed, who is, it's his fault that everybody crashed in the first place, but he is being kept alive through a symbiotic, like parasitic relationship with a living creature on the planet that is telepathically controlling him and making this guy hunt and kill to keep the creature alive. Love it. Very cool. So watching this show, I was like, oh, this is so Questlandia, even down to the fact that every time these people manage to eke out another day or another hour of survival, there is always something lurking around the corner and always something that's going wrong. And they have this goal, which is that they're all trying to get back to the like mothership, the main ship that uh, has safely been landed but somewhere far away that they all have to travel to. So I was like, wouldn't a scavenger's rain hack of Questlandia be dope? So that's what I was working on in these in-between moments. And it felt productive because, I mean, it's content for Questlandia, and it's a game that I would love to keep supporting, and I would love more people to play it. And maybe a setting like this could bring in some new people who wouldn't otherwise automatically be interested in the game or haven't heard of it before. Making a hack also gets us a little farther on the SRD. I mean, I feel like there's no better way to test out if your own SRD is working than to put it into practice yourself and make a game based on it. And it also just seems like a game that I want to play. One thing that I found this week is that even though I didn't finish the hack and there were a lot of sticking points and places where I was really struggling, is I think hacking a game instead of starting from zero and trying to make a game from the ground up feels like a really, really good place to start for solo work. Because one thing that I found was that every time I was really struggling or felt like I was without a roadmap or I didn't know what to do next, I just opened up Questlandia. and the game became a sort of guidebook and a companion for me. Uh, or I could jump ahead when I was like, I don't feel like I'm quite nailing it with the troubles. Let me look at character creation. And it was also kind of a refocuser because it has an order. You just go to the next page and go to the next page. And if I found myself sort of drifting, I could just reorient myself to the text instead of just to a blank page. And as I'm saying it out loud, I feel like this kind of sounds a little bit obvious, but I don't know. I found it genuinely helpful rather than just sort of staring into space and starting from scratch to start with this like skeletal system and to kind of nudge it and mold it into something new and to be able to, you know, put a pin in something that I was fighting with and to jump ahead and work on a different part of the game. I think that hacking games are great like this because you can end up coming out when you do finish something 
with something that at, at that point isn't even a hack anymore. Like you have just created something totally new. You ended up just using the original thing as an outline or jumping off point and not a single thing ended up making it into the final game or the final project. Uh, but it just, it was really great. And it it did provide some companionship for me. And also some frustration because it is our game and reading through it, I was like, oh, I already want to change this or, oh, I wish we had done this differently in the second edition. But I think that is probably a unique problem where if you are working from a game that you did not design yourself, your frustrations can be directed at the text and not at yourself and your life. And this leads me to the final piece, I guess, which is the emotional piece of working alone this week. I did practice some guitar for the first time in years. I was reminded that uh, you build calluses up over time and that it kind of hurts your hands to play guitar when you haven't practiced in years. And you have to start small. And that was okay, because that was like about as much time and focus as I had for it. But again, it was the difference between nothing and something. I finished weaving the ends in on my ugly scarf. I don't want it. It's hideous. I'm gifting it to my father. I went to the undead burg in Dark Souls, and I defeated the Black Knight by throwing fireballs at him from very far away. Then I texted somebody and I said, I defeated the Black Knight. And that person said, that's a hard person to beat so early in the game. Good job. And I am still riding that high, like, three days later. And while my friend was over, while we were doing our work party, after I felt like I'd gotten an especially good bit of writing done, I sat down and I blended a frickin' perfume. And then I continued working on it late into the night. I made something that I feel pretty happy with as a start, and it even got a compliment from somebody I know, not from a stranger. Generally, I feel like if you're wearing enough perfume that you're going to get a compliment from a stranger, you might be going a little heavy on the trigger. But, uh, you know, you lean in close for a hug. Somebody's like, you smell amazing. And you're like, I made this. That felt really good. So those things are great. And I do feel good about them. But in the in-between moments, I found that I really struggled this week. And I was having to pull a lot of levers to, I don't want to say to keep it together, but to not kind of just devolve into loneliness and sadness. It's winter here. It's almost the shortest day of the year. It is cold. It's dark. The weather has been pretty miserable. I bundled up a number of times and I tried to just go on short walks around the block. And I appreciate that that's something that I can do here. I know that that's not something that everybody can do. I also have been using this little meditation app that a friend recommended to me. I've tried meditating a lot over the years. I've tried different apps. This one's called Healthy Minds. It's great because it's free and I think it's made by a college. So it doesn't just feel like it's trying to extract, I don't know, like pay to play, pay to, pay to achieve enlightenment from you. It's the only one that's really stuck for me, and it alternates between meditation practices and lessons. And one thing that I've really appreciated about it is I feel like it's the first time that I've started to actually 
understand why meditating is important. I think that meditation can mean different things to different people, but the thing that I've really taken from it is that it is a way to just be aware of your thoughts, that thoughts happen, that you don't even have to control them, but that there's a lot of power in just knowing that they are happening. And that was genuinely helpful this week when I was feeling sad or frustrated or kind of spinning out existentially, being like, this game is stupid, this hack is stupid, I can't do this without Evan. I was like, that's a thought. I know that's a thought. I see it happening. Uh, And not like judging it, or not even (laughs) feeling like it wasn't a thought worth exploring, but just knowing that it was a thought uh, has been really helpful. Again, I feel like this sounds like a really kind of basic thing to say, but this has been kind of a revelation for me. And I feel like the final piece to this is that in all of the work that I ended up doing and all of these little hacks that I set up for myself and trying to leave the house and work with friends and reward myself with all of these little productive non-YouTube treats, I also realized at some point that this just was not a very productive week in terms of the type of work that I normally do. And I realized that uh, first, like, I was missing my friend. This was a genuine disruption to the way that we normally work and that it was probably normal to not be working at 100% productivity. Not that I ever work at 100% productivity. That would be great. I don't know if it's ever happened in my entire life. So at some point, just knowing that even setting up all of these systems, when I went to sit down to write or to work on a game, uh, needing to accept that like my life right now is not set up to do this work alone. Like maybe there is game work that I could or would do alone or writing. I do do writing alone. Like I write fanfic sometimes (laughs) and, uh, Dad's writing, it happens very slowly. Like it happens at a different pace and in a different way than this work that I've set up to do with Evan. So as the week has gone on and as this week of solo work has started to wind to a close, I've also just accepted that these are great strategies and I think that they're all really helpful and I think that I used them to the best of my ability. And also, you know, like we're making two person games, not one person games. And it is just straight up okay that I was a little drifty and struggled a little bit to turn this work that we have really set up as partner work into solo work. This is the final day of solo work that I will be doing today. And honestly, I don't think I'm going to do a lot. Maybe I'll try to write a little bit in the book, but maybe I will also just accept that, like, this can be my vacation, too. I have some dishes piling up. I should probably do those. And it's been raining all day. And as I am recording this podcast, the rain has stopped and there's like a little sliver of sun coming out and it is 60 degrees outside when it's normally 20 degrees. So I think I will go for a walk. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much for being a companion. 
on this solo episode. I'm going to go for a little stroll now. The Design Doc intro-outro theme was written by our friend Pat King. Thanks, Pat. Design Doc is hosted by the OneShot Podcast Network. On OneShot, you can discover new RPGs through actual play. Every week, James Diamato brings you a new episode with a rotating cast of improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds. OneShot has featured over 100 games, exploring a wide variety of genres and tones. The stories are self-contained, so you can jump in anywhere, and it's a great way to find your new favorite game. Discover the magic of RPGs with OneShot on your favorite podcast app. 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 My voice kind of fried at the end there. App. App. And finally, if you enjoy listening to Design Doc or you want to support our game design above and beyond, we do have a Patreon. You can support us monthly at patreon.com slash turtlebun, and that support means so much. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. See you soon, heroes. Thank you.